Welcome to the Failure to Stop podcast channel, the number one channel where first responders go to be informed and entertained. On today's Friday episode, Friday Breakdown, we are covering the Dallas Cops who left at a disabled veteran that urinated on themselves and also the Fargo officers who were ambushed by a Syrian terrorist. Brought to you by GhostBed.com and Factor Meals. This is Failure to Stop Breakdown. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. What's up, giddy up, guys, and welcome to Failure to Stop Breakdown. I am your host, Eric Tanzi. Join with me, as always, with 30-year, 29-ish, 30th-year detective, retired detective supervisor, the easy, the steezy, the beautiful Drew Breezy. As I stated before, the show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good, it's scary. And then back to your meals.com. Listen, we got Manscaped coming back in September uh, so uh, probably do another Manscaped giveaway coming up for that fourth quarter up into Christmas. Stay tuned to that. A uh, couple of things uh, on the docket for today. We've got a couple of new shows that have come to the Failure to Stop Network. We do bring you five free shows every single week, starting with uh, Crime News on Monday, True Crime on Tuesdays, Political News on Wednesdays, Com Center, Dispatch Stuff on Thursdays, Breakdowns on Fridays, and now on Sundays, you will be able to uh, seek out and find the... Failure to stop night shift TSI show with Anthony Ramondi. That is at conservative ant uh, big social media, political commentator on the social media webs. Uh, that show is absolutely fire. So stay tuned on that on Sunday and that uh, you have to actually search out that show. And then we also have same way as the anti-hero podcast, which is two military vets, one Delta force operator who break down, not really break down, but they go through kind of uh, the military and street cop version of stuff. They're the anti-hero. They're like the sting from NWO uh, when sting left WCW, when he went from Jeff Gordon sting over to the crow sting. That's kind of what their show is very anti-hero. So a lot going on on this podcast network. That's all because you guys and our loyal sponsors. Thank you for everybody in the live chats and the paid YouTube subscribers. And thank you to our paid Patreon members. It's very important to note that the election season is coming up very quickly, which means we are absolutely going to be demonetized from the YouTubes. We're probably going to get removed from the IGs and the TikToks. I've said it once. I've said it before. Tanstradamus prediction. This election season is going to be a madhouse on all sides. The distractions are going to be like that of we never have seen before. It is going to get absolutely chaotic out there. Do not comply. I'm telling you right now, do not comply. Matter of fact, um, getting ready for this case, I was listening to some tactical gurus. There were some military contractors. And at the end of their show, they were talking about how uh, they shot this show August 14th. And they were talking about that already. They're starting to see some uh, some more mass rolling out. And they're starting to see some mimbos as government, um, uh, they're uh, not government detainees, but government contractors. And they're starting to see these things. And what I wanted to be was like, man, you guys have a whole show about being tactical, baby. All these tactics and choose. It's a really great podcast. But I have a feeling that those guys will cave and put on a mask very quickly to save uh, that that government money. So I ask you now, who holds your freedom? 
Is it that pension? Is it the government? Are you really willing to be a patriot? We know that all this is a distraction for the upcoming elections. And I don't care who you're voting for. has nothing to do with that. But we know that all of these things are about to take place in the next two months are, are an effort to retard the election process. And if you are a real freedom fighter, this is the time that you have to stand up and say, no, uh, this is not, this isn't a virus. This isn't about safety. This is about liberty and about freedom. And so uh, I, I, you know, I encourage you guys to not comply uh, with what's about to happen next. And we know it's coming out. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the news uh, as far as breakdowns and cop stuff. And the first thing we have up is uh, the Dallas cops that left at a disabled veteran. We are going to break down the Fargo officers ambush in detail. But we're getting a lot of messages about this Dallas cop thing. And uh, Drew, I think it would be appropriate in some way or fashion to address it since we've gotten so many messages about it. I think it would be appropriate to address it. It's just yet another lesson of not reading the headlines, of actually digging a little bit deeper. I mean, there's never an excuse to laugh at a disabled veteran or somebody labeled as a disabled veteran. But at the same time, um, <clears throat> isn't it the disabled veteran crowd or disabled people in general that always yell at the cops for writing them tickets when they say, well, obviously I'm disabled. I mean, well, we don't know that. I mean, you're, you, you haven't hung the placard on your, your rear view mirror, or you don't have the, the wheelchair on your license plate. If you're able to park in this parking space. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, there's no way for me to look at you though, physically and tell you that you're disabled. If you're in a wheelchair, God bless you. I mean, uh, I, I understand it, but there is also a, another side to the story. And as Eric just talked about, it's it's uh, political season, it's uh, election season. When do you think the the uh, the cops are going to get the benefit of the doubt in this story? So, yeah, when you you know we're the first ones, believe it or not, uh, to say when cops make mistakes and just say, look, you know, we definitely need to correct this, or we need to at least you know point it out so everybody sees that we disagree with stuff like this. But there are other cases where I think that we all just kind of need to take a deep breath and look a little bit deeper before we judge these officers. And what did you find when you showed the video? Well, you know, here's the funny thing, right? So I've heard a lot of veterans speaking up against this on uh, social media webs, right, Drew? Like, oh, my gosh, dark humor. These cops, are, they, they should be only fired, and, and they should get their asses kicked. One, I'm willing to bet that at least one of those officers is probably a veteran, if not a, a disabled Both. veteran themselves. Uh, I'm a disabled veteran. I don't go around like sharing that. I don't go around celebrating that I'm a disabled veteran. I don't go around and say like, hey, thank, thank me for my service. I'm a disabled veteran. Um, but let's not forget. Let's not forget that you veterans out there, you real veterans, not maybe, maybe not the pogues per se, but you real combat veterans out there outside the wire type dudes, you guys have the fucking darkest sense of humor and you know you would laugh at anybody that would piss themselves and if you say you're not you're a fucking liar i have been in a million tents with thousands of troops and we have laughed at way worse now listen i'm not proud of that but we fucking do it now this is three o'clock in the morning let me paint the picture what if he wasn't a veteran what if he wasn't a disabled veteran what i see right here is a a gentleman now i don't know much about the gentleman i don't even know his race i don't know the color of him I, all I saw was the video of the officers laughing and I was like, oh God, I would have laughed too. Um, and I would have, I would have laughed too. And now some of you guys are going to be real. Just hear me out for a second. It's three o'clock in the morning. The bar shut down. 
every weekend at three o'clock in the morning and they hire off-duty officers because everybody wants to come in while they're cleaning up and they want to throw up. They want to come in there and cause a ruckus. Uh, I've, been at, I've been on the streets of Austin after dark. It's still mayhem and chaos and they have to get those streets emptied very no, quickly. Dallas. Everybody. Dallas. I know, but I was in Austin. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Everybody has to go pee at three o'clock in the morning. Everybody wants to get in uh, one last minute piss. And, hey, and the, the fact Eric, of the matter is, yeah. What type of venue was it, by the way, that they were they were hired in? What's that? It was a pizza a pizza parlor. Okay, thank you. Why is that bad? No, it's germane to the story. It's it's a pizza parlor, so it's three o'clock in the morning, and they've shut the thing down, and they've shut the bathrooms down, obviously because they've closed the business. Go ahead. Listen, I, I own a distillery, and and everybody's got to pee right when you you know you do last call. The line for the bathroom gets really long. Because everybody knows that they're about to get into an Uber. They're about to get in the car. It's going to be a long ride. So they plan ahead. Oh, it's the last call. Should probably go pee now. Now, I get it. This disabled veteran has a bladder issue or surgery is what I've read in the news. Um, and so he couldn't do that. But however, when that business is closed and you've hired officers to do it, all those officers here is like, please, please, with their little boobies, please, officer, can I come in and pee, please? And they're like, no. And they're like, but I'm going to piss myself. Sorry, too you're- bad. They're going to hear like, that. No, sir. No, sir. I'm not going to let you do that to me again. <laughs> but, they, you know, we hear it when you work off duty. You're going to hear this stuff all, all like you hear it the whole night. Please, 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 please. Can I just go to the bathroom? I'm pregnant. It's three o'clock in the morning and you're hammered drunk. You're not fucking pregnant. <laughs> Roll on. Let's go. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. You know, you've been dealing with uh, in, in, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. You've been, if you're off duty, you're working. The reason why I never worked off duty is because I hate working with drunk people. I hate working with that three o'clock in the morning crowd because they're all a bunch of fucking wackadoodles. I was a wackadoodle once and I didn't want to deal with myself. So I don't work off duty, but these cops are probably highly annoyed. Now they say, sir, you can't come in. It is, it is closed. The business is closed. It is not open. The business is closed. All the tables are up. They've already cleaned the bathrooms closed. And he's like, no, come on. I got to pee. I'm a disabled veteran. Look at me. on And they're like, okay, well disabled veteran, you should plan better, buddy. Like you, it's three o'clock in the morning. If you know that, you maybe bring an extra diaper. I don't know. Go to the next business. Go behind the business and piss. You're a veteran. Are you serious? You can't figure out how to not piss yourself right now. Uh, at three o'clock in the morning, if you're going out at three o'clock in the morning, you're gonna have to make sacrifices. We all make sacrifices at concerts. We've all been there and done it. What I see is somebody that just wanted to go viral. I, I this is what I, you know. I, I think a real deal. I don't think you would have made this kind of call. I don't think you call 911 because a closed business doesn't want to let you take a piss yeah. unless you just want to pull this veteran disabled card and collect it. Now, look, like I said, uh, you know, if he would have paid for a service and they wanted to use the bathroom, different story. Now, going to the cops, were their actions wrong? Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done it. But does almost every single cop do it? Apps of fucking lootly. It's dark humor. Every EMS, let me tell you one story really fast. We had a guy that ran from us, hit a church bus, killed three people on the church bus. Story's in my book. Uh, but the guy that ran from the police that hit the church bus, uh, I was tasked with, with pulling him out of the windshield. And so when we opened the door, we didn't realize that there was another human being in the car. And it was his dead girlfriend that had, had, had launched from the passenger seat up underneath the dashboard and had folded like an accordion. Her legs literally had butterflied and kind of wrapped themselves around the walls of the car. It was bizarre. I mean, every bone broken. She had a gaping hole in her forehead where I, I'm guessing maybe the mirror, the rear view mirror, 
hit her in the head and just caved the whole thing in. I'm not sure where the hole in her head came in, but she ended up underneath uh, the driver whose head was literally through the windshield, out on the other side of the windshield, and his ass was on her face. And when we pull the door open, very traumatic, right? There's there's dead kids on a on a on a, a church bus that's sad. Everything, nothing about this case is great. We get the door ripped open with the jaws of life. And we see that this crumpled body is underneath this guy's ass. The firefighter behind me goes, without missing a beat, he says, damn, in my house, it's usually the other way around. And I said, what? And he said, well, it's usually my wife sitting on my face. I was like, it's dark as fuck. That's how we deal with shit like that. Anti-hero podcast just released a reel about dark humor. That's just how we talk. If you don't want to hear the ugly side of policing, don't video us. They weren't laughing at the man to his face. They were laughing behind his back, like real noble officers making fun of him behind his back. But every cop, every call does this because those cops have dealt with crazy shit all night. I bet you those cops, even being off duty, responded to four or five incidents already that night. Fights, broken uh, beer bottles, somebody falling off of a balcony. I mean, it's a shit show every Friday night in these towns. Um, You're right. Uh, Was Do we know... um, because I, I'm guilty of reading the headlines and thinking the opposite, meaning uh, I see the headline here, this is to vilify cops, therefore I'm going to move on. Yes. Uh, but do we know if he was drunk or intoxicated or is there actual I don't know, video? Man. I really didn't it, read yeah. into it. And um, I, I did read that he had like uh, some lower extremity. Um, Deform- he had or, some lower yeah. extremity disabilities, which could be yeah. anything. Could be knee pain, could be plantar fasciitis. No, I mean, uh, could well, be anything. It, it could I, be know, that he I, had I, his fucking feet. It could be that he has his legs blown fake off. legs and real feet. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, he could knows? be. Uh, what is it? The Fourth of July movie. Um, born, born on the, on the of Fourth of July. Of July. Where, you know, he's, he's you know doesn't even have a wiener anymore. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Terrible. Right. Wow, what a sad fucking movie. Well, he obviously obviously had some type of wiener because. But anyway, but um, you know, I I don't know that it matters. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Here, I'm wrong. Well, here, I, I have a lot of friends that are that are disabled veterans. I, I, I you know, a lot of friends. I own a distillery, and, and I have ADA parking. My ADA parking spot alone cost me sixteen thousand dollars to get the sidewalk, the curb and gutter, the whole shenanigans, and nobody parks there. There was one one-legged uh, veteran that came to my my distillery. I'm not going to say who he is, but uh, probably one of the most famous one-legged veterans in one of the most famous battles of all time visited my, my, my uh, distillery with his one leg and he parked at the furthest part of the distillery and came walking up with his leg. And I was offended because I have this $16,000 parking space. It's just for guys like you and you don't even park there. Um, so I've Do burned you- my $60,000, but real, like I, I know so many combat veterans that don't use their disability for like notoriety or for a pat on the back um, I mean, I'm a disabled veteran. You will never catch me parking in a disabled veteran parking space. You just will not see it. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, so, a couple things. First of all, do you know why you had to spend sixteen thousand dollars on that? Because there are literally attorneys in this world that are chasing ADA claims because they're very, very easy to prove. So, yeah. if if you fall off a sidewalk and you're disabled, they'll recruit disabled people to go walk on that sidewalk file a claim collect the money and split it with with disabled people and i think it's i think that's an exploitation of disabled people i understand that yeah you're, you're compensating them but you're also dragging them to uh, and so they do it in businesses too they did it for years where they would go into ba- uh they would they would scout out your distillery 
see that your restroom was not ADA compliant. They would take somebody from the bullpen of, of people that they had. Uh, they would send them in there and some kind of incident would occur. Next thing you know, you're being sued because your bathroom is not ADA compliant and your insurance is going to pay out. They're going to split whatever they get. So there's some unscrupulous people in this world that ruin it for the dead legs and the David J's of this world who are actually disabled veterans who don't pull the disabled veteran card only when it's convenient. They do it because this is a, this is the reality of my life. Like I can't, you know, get from point A to point B. Therefore I should have this accommodation and it's reasonable. Now, when, when, if the headline read, and this is why I asked the question I asked, but if the headline read intoxicated disabled veteran films two police officers yelling or laughing at him after he urinates on himself, would that really change your mind about the story itself? Like, you know, he, he's out there drunk and, and, you know, and I don't know if he was or not. It's I mean, just three o'clock in the morning, downtown Dallas, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like if you're going to go out and you're a disabled veteran and you're going out, you, you got to know at three o'clock in the morning in downtown Dallas, it's going to be a shit show and you should just prepare accordingly for that. If you're I, a good I, veteran, right? You always have a plan and you have a contingency plan. You have an emergency plan. Yeah. I, I your think emergency I, plan, if your emergency plan is just to sit there and piss yourself, then you're looking for a handout. Because a very know, high majority you know of better. a very high majority of the disabled veterans uh, are fall into two categories. One, it's very obvious they're disabled veterans or two, you'll never know. They don't really talk about it because they don't need yeah. to. You don't, you don't need to. Uh, right. so I, I don't know if more so than me, if you want to get my opinion on this, I, I'm really kind of disgusted with the, the veterans, uh, especially the ones like there was one I saw on social media that posted about it. And I have literally been with him in several restaurants. I've been with, I've seen him make fun of midgets. I have seen him make fun of, I mean, just about everybody under the, the 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 sun, I've heard him make fun of. And so for him to get out there and virtue signal about these cops because he wasn't a cop, I, I just wanted to, I wanted so bad to comment and be like, yo, yo, I remember one time when we saw a midget and like, you wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Like, are you serious, dude? Come on, man. Come on. Like, you know, you know, like, let's get off our high horses here. Now, listen, he, I don't know that he caught him. All I saw was the body camera footage. And the body camera footage is his female choice. And she's like, come on, guys. This guy, I read the call notes. He says he called 911 because y'all wouldn't let him take a piss. And he pissed himself. And there he's like, yeah, yeah. And he pissed himself. He just stood there, called 911 and pissed himself. You know, and, and I, to me, it's like, that's every cop is going to laugh at that. Because you're going to be like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Grow up. Grow uh, up. I, you know, you could still sue us for not letting you go to the bathroom. You don't have to sit there and piss yourself. You're trying to make a show. You're trying to make this something that it's not. You know that you could have walked around that building and took a piss and gotten away with it. You've, you've been doing it your whole life. Every male has. I, I peed behind the studio before the show started. I'm peeing right now. I, I prefer, you know, professionalism, common courtesy. Uh, everyone deserves dignity if you're acting dignified. And if you're not acting dignified, then, you know, you get what you get. And, and if you want to film it and become the victim of the world because of this, then that's the case. And, I, you know, listen, I, I'm a human. I could be completely wrong because I've already admitted to you. I didn't read the full story. I don't uh, – once I read the headline and I'm turned off to it because I know when I read a headline on a certain news site or I, I already automatically now know to believe the opposite – so you can call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but 
when you believe the opposite, you're right at least 80 to 90% of the time. I so, pulled over a, a diesel truck, Drew. I pulled over a diesel truck. You know when they, they flood it and they puff out all that black smoke? Yeah, Bosco does it all the time. Bosco does it all the time. Um, uh, so I'm just kidding. Uh, but I witnessed this guy sitting at a red light and just juices the whole thing and floods every car behind him with this black smoke. And I and I'm like six cars back. And I mean, I couldn't even see because the black smoke just like came wallowing over uh over the windshield. You know, we have that humidity here, so it just brings it all down. It just came right over my thing. And I was like, ah, I don't know if he had to do that. And then I watch him as he just I mean, that dude is getting, I was like, oh, so you're going to do that. And you're going to go, you know, at least 60 in this 35. So I whip out, turn on my red and blue lights and I can't catch him. And I'm going about 90 miles an hour. He merges onto the exit. I'm merging onto the exit. My tires are, you know, I'm like, I'm going, dude. I'm like, I'm easily at 90 getting onto the, the interstate. And this truck is doing it too. And, and then he just pulls over and stops. And I get out and I'm like, Hey man, license and registration. Hey man, I'm a veteran. Listen, like I'm, I've got to get to Fort Bragg. I've got a VA thing going on. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I've got VA medical appointment. I cannot be late for this appointment. It's at Fort Bragg. And I'm like, it's Sunday and it's eight o'clock. It's Sunday and eight o'clock. Homie. What are you doing? And so I gave him a ticket. Now I also had another truck that I pulled over in the past that was going hundred miles an hour on a Sunday because he was going to Fort Bragg and he was going to be late for formation. That was a different story. I let him go with a warning and that was funny, but he was very respectful. He was like, yo, uh, I'm fucked. I'm going to miss first formation and I am fucked. And I was like, okay, let me see your ID. Like he was current. He was active. I was like, go ahead, get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. But this other guy, you know, you can't be a dickhead. You can't flood the whole streets with black, dark smoke to be an asshole, which he was doing, and drive like an asshole, which what he was doing, and then pull the, I'm a disabled veteran, you can't give me a ticket. I've Is got a so- VA appointment. Did he do something similar to this? I just got to know. Okay. Let's see. It. Hold on. Hey, excuse me, ma'am. Do you smoke? What? Do you smoke? Yes, I do. Yeah. All right, we'll just stand by. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, and that's a dickhead thing to do. That was a yeah, dickhead thing to do. Um, it is. It is I, I, do, I do enjoy the standby part, but. No, okay, well, stand well, just stand by. You know, I just, you can't use the disabled veteran shit for everything. Uh, you know, but everybody wants to go viral. Everybody wants to sue. Everybody wants that easy money. Um, I would love, and, and listen, this guy didn't put what his disabled stuff is. Um, I read that it was lower extremity disabilities confirmed by the VA. I have a feeling that if it was something like he was missing a leg or he'd been shot in the abdomen, they would have put that in the article because yeah. it would have been more salacious that way. So I'm guessing the reason why they didn't put that in the article is, you know, maybe it's, a, you know, maybe like an MCL tear in basic training. Maybe it was plantar fasciitis. Again, maybe he's a badass combat veteran. I don't know, but well, listen, I, I highly doubt it. I highly I, I, doubt that. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, if if he's, you know, my uncle was a uh, a veteran that had both of his legs amputated. I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That was for diabetes. If, it probably was diabetes. Uh, if he if he had his, uh, you know, lower torso with the exception of his urethra removed, um, I, I get it. I understand it, and I I feel for people in that position, especially those who have sacrificed in this country, you know, th- to be in that position. Um, I'm not sure that I feel for you when you pull that card out because you have to piss at three o'clock in the morning and all the bars are closed and you're pissed drunk. 
And I, I don't, again, I don't well, know. I promise you, Drew. I promise you, this is not how it went. Hey, guys, check this out. Like, I'm a disabled veteran. I got shot in Iraq. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, I'm missing, like, my lower bladder. Uh, right. Um, dude, listen, please, please. Is there any way that I can use that restroom? I promise you those cops wouldn't be like, no, dude, sorry. <laughs> you know, fuck you. No, I bet yeah. you he walked in, tried to nudge himself by the officers, yanked on the door, and they're like, hey, man, it's close. You can't go in there. No, I got to go to the bathroom. No, dude, you can't go in there. I'm a disabled veteran, dude. I need to go to the bathroom. Um, okay, great. We're disabled veterans, too. You're not going to go to the bathroom here. You can go piss down the road. Like, that doesn't give you the right to come in here and just go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. All right, hold, stand by. I am a disabled veteran. <laughs> Maybe you didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> you know? And they're just, you know, and here we go. So, I, yeah, listen, I, I thank you for all the messages this morning. Um, I did want to address that. Uh, James, the trucker, uh, my favorite trucker on earth, he's the one that uh, sent me the message this morning, uh, real early in the morning. Uh, James, I love you know the I truckers, by the way. I'm I'm a huge fan of the truckers. Well, he's a Marine Corps veteran too. So okay, hold on a second. So let's let's just let's kind of settle it here. How about this? I'm gonna okay. uh, if you don't mind. Let's settle uh, it right now. We get we're, we're gonna settle this shit right now. Um maybe not fully, but we certainly are gonna try. Um try now, dude. Okay. All right. Uh, I would think that this would be a video and it would just start playing, but I've been yeah, fooled before. That is I've the been, video that I pulled. Is that from the, is that from I've the daily mail? Definitely been duped before. And I believe I've been duped. This is, time is that from well. the daily mail? It is from Denton record. Yeah, if you go to the daily mail. Um, okay. I shall. It'll, it'll show it to you there. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some people in the chats. Uh, um, somebody said James who, James K bar knife is what is in my phone because he sent me a care package with this badass K bar in it uh, and said, thank you FTS. So he's forever been James K bar in my phone. Probably don't know his real last name, but by the way, uh, thank you guys for all the fan mail. Um, I did receive another patch, gave him a shout out on the Monday show. I'm going to do it here, but uh, a lot, lots of, you know, uh, Jay Keefe sent uh, some stuff for the baby. Uh, Heather uh, sent some stuff for the baby. So the Dallas community police oversight. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'll, I'll sh I'm ready. Yeah, I'll, it's not daily mail, but uh, I'll show this one. Okay. I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it just started right. playing on me. All right. And coming down in, <laughs> or is it? Three. The board has launched an investigation into several officers. They were caught on body cam video laughing at a disabled Army veteran who accidentally urinated on himself. Darnell Lane says he was refused access to the bathrooms at Sirius Pizza in Deep Ellum. Lane was injured in combat in his lower extremities and says he tried to get help from a couple off-duty uniformed officers by showing them his medical paperwork. He says they brushed him off. He presented his case to the board after internal affairs found no wrongdoing. And there's been a constant fight having to explain myself about my disability just to get assistance from public servants and private businesses while I'm out and about. This battle leaves me in constant depression and suicidal at times because of the shame of asking strangers for help. Now, Dallas police officials tell us they will.
also conduct an administrative investigation. Uh, we've also reached out to Sirius Pizza and are waiting to hear back. The Dallas Community yeah, Police now, Office. I, I did read um, in the article from the Daily Mail that the internal investigation, they found the cops did nothing wrong. It wasn't until the laughing and the joking on body camera got released that all of a sudden they did something wrong. So what I think is that they didn't break any policy. And there's probably, like I said, I think there's probably more to the story. Um, it would be nice to, like, if your internal affairs gave a shit. Um, but when, you know, they're not going to come out there and defend the cops at all um, because it's just not what internal affairs do. But I would love to know the rest of the story because I think it paints the totality of the picture. Um, and, and they weren't making fun of this veteran to his face. And, and the, like, like I said, all these guys do it. Hydra Man Blue in the chat says, I feel like a dick. I knew who you were talking about. Oh, never mind. Um, uh, listen, the, the, the thing with this is like what she says is uh, you can hear him obviously yelling and screaming in the background. So I don't know if he's really that ashamed of his, you know, he's calling a lot of attention to himself. First of all, second of all, you know, I'm not even being judgmental here. These are just facts. Second of all, what she says is something similar to this coming from the guy who just peed himself or something to that effect, which is kind of like probably a retort to a guy who's calling her out for something. And she's, you know, just very glibly saying, okay, tough guy. I mean, you got pee dribble on your jeans. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's an effort. So now I get, where he's saying, you know, it's hard enough for me and I battle in depression with depression and blah, blah, blah. Again, everyone deserves dignity when they're acting dignified. And if, if he's challenging them, uh, like it appears to me in that four second snippet, uh, and believe me in today's environment, if internal affairs gets a hold of any case where the words veteran disabled, he's a black male, any anything like that, it's a hot button issue. You're going to serve some suspension days. There's no question. So if they were cleared by internal affairs, uh, God bless you. Uh, you know, thank you for your service, sir. Um, act dignified. I, I don't think anybody would intentionally let you pee yourself. Uh, but whatever happened, happened. And I, I'd be very interested to see that full internal affairs. Report. Yeah, and your lower extremities. <laughs> like I said, I don't. I, I've never had to witness this. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Um, e even my wife being pregnant, uh, super pregnant. We were walking around NC state and, uh, she needed to, to use a restroom and, uh, uh, you know, they are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't allow like, we don't, the sign said no Patreon, you know, pay, pay, restaurants for patrons. patrons only. And yeah. I went down there. I was like, Hey, listen, we're not patrons. I will buy a soda if I need to, but my wife is like really fucking pregnant and we're walking around. Is there any yeah. way she can take a pee in here? And they were like, Oh yeah, yeah. Come on in. Absolutely. I was like, I'll buy a soda. I'll buy. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Come on. Come on. And like, I mean, it's just like, people don't, when you act like that, if I was like, um, we're going, you know, if we just walked right through, they're like, Hey, excuse me, what are you doing? We're using your bathroom. Uh, it's only for patrons. Yeah. She's pregnant. I mean, you're acting like a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just being a dick and, uh, don't be a this dick. This is where that, that golden rule comes in and you know, no pun intended uh, with the golden rule, but listen, if uh, it's due on to others as you wish them to do on to you. So if you walk up to somebody very nicely and say, excuse me, officer, I'm very embarrassed by this, but I've got to, yeah, Joe Ruse, I'm it's, drunk. It's, 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 it seems inappropriate to laugh at situations that's mountain out of a molehole. Yeah. I, you know, but every yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. You're right. It's wrong. It's wrong. 
Next. I wish I could give you an excuse, but I, I really can't. <laughs> right. I, I'm going mean, to say that I have done that a thousand times, and it's wrong. It is wrong. Is it, I don't know it's ever going to stop. But if you don't want, like, these are the guys that are literally doing the shittiest job on the fucking planet. Dallas PD gets so much shit. It's so dangerous there. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you gotta, you've got to have a pretty nasty person want to do that job. That would be like you going into, like, the trash department and, like, if you went and videoed the trash department and how they talk, you would be like, these people work for the city? Oh, my God. They're foul. I mean, you foul people are going to do foul jobs. And, you know, you, you want good cops? You're going to be pretty foul people. I mean, look at my mouth. Uh, and look at any real street cop. Now, the, the political ones that, you know, play the game and they make it up into the high rank, they've asked also have never really made any good arrest or have ever been in some real shit. So they're not no, real I, cops. No, and, and so I, I also real cops are nasty. Uh, and I, I would make the argument like for anybody who hasn't done this, you stand, I, I don't care if it's on duty or off. You stand in a crowd of drunks. L listen, I, I worked, you know, out of the 28 and change 28.995 years I worked. I, I probably worked 20 Gasparillas. If you don't know what Gasparilla is, it's the it's basically the uh, Mardi Gras of, you know, of South Florida. It's a couple hundred thousand people on a pirate festival. There's a huge uh, street called Bayshore Boulevard and they block it off and it's just drunken debauchery. It's it's all the judges and attorneys that are in the parade itself. Uh, so it, it really like anything goes and they're firing off cannons like they're going to rape and pillage. And sometimes they actually rape and pillage and which is really uh, funny though that we like celebrate pirates like that knowing yeah I, I like, we don't cancel them but like literally no, all they did no, was like I, looped and looted and raped I, I i i've always threatened to write a book and then and then go on a tour right around gasparilla time saying that you know you're you're affecting my pirate heritage like you, you you are degrading my pirate heritage by doing this festival so um but you know it's just like a couple hundred thousand literally a couple hundred thousand drunk people i mean you know it's right uh, right by the university of tampa it's right in downtown tampa it's you know tampa's center to uh, a lot of huge communities and it's just a huge street party. If you think that you can tolerate standing in a crowd of drunks who are literally fist fighting over fucking 10 beads. cent beads, uh, showing their tits. And, and then you got like a kid, like a quarter of an inch away. And they're just like, not, not drunk. Like, cause nobody's driving down there. The streets are blocked off fucking sloppy drunk trying to fuck in the streets peeing on each other fist fights <laughs> danny doesn't love me <laughs> look at those titties over there you aren't even fucking looking at those titties daniel my titties aren't even good enough for you it's almost like you were there <gasps> but but so if you think that you can stand in that environment and not joke or laugh at people from time to time and the God cops like, you. yeah, you're right, Daniel. Like, God bless. Homegirl didn't have yeah. such saggers. Maybe he uh, right. at you. So. Uh, you're not going to maintain professionalism 24 7, 365 yeah, for 30 happen. straight years on that job. It's never going to happen. If not going to happen. If it if it does, you're going to go crazy. Okay. Yeah. Fuck your feelings. Anyway. Uh, let's go on to a feel good story and what we came here for today. We got to change the title of this show, by the way, guys. Um, we got to add the rest of that in there. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to do people into thinking this was just about the Fargo officers who were ambushed by a Syrian terrorist. Yeah. 
so so we had an interesting we had a we had a very interesting discussion before this i said you know i did the title for this because eric and you know eric sent it to me and i put it up there then i started doing a little more research and i'm like man i'm really looking for a nexus to terrorism here i mean what on what basis are we calling this guy a terrorist and and what was our conclusion he looks like a terrorist no it's not based on looks we're not profiling his name has the name that a lot of terrorists Muhammad. No, and it's not that. It's no. it's that like w- he's a domestic def- terrorist. That's why I fucking <laughs> right. called it that because he went by- armed to the terror of the goddamn public, Drew. <laughs> by definition, anybody that inflicts terrorism, such as a guy who takes out three police officers and tries to take out a citizen and was trying to murder a fourth, I would say, oh my god, the K bar just got his fingers. He's, uh, oh, he's looking like he just killed his dog. I, unfortunately, Eric was playing with the knife. I do believe he is missing two fingers. He is uh, minus one dog. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Sebastian. Um, so we, we decided we call this uh, terrorist uh, because he was a, uh, what, what we used to call in the military, a fucking terrorist. So uh, let's talk about it. What, what happened? Uh, are you, have you lost a lot of blood? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> everything is going so dark right now. Uh, no, but I don't have that tab up. Can you, um, oh, seconds? would you like me to show the video? Yeah. No, I actually, I dropped the knife on my computer and it closed all the tabs except streaming. So, um, <laughs> we got, yeah, so I really lucky don't want to, on I don't really want to laugh at this case at all. Um, no, there's nothing funny about this case. And, and, l- and let's point a few things out. First of all, we have a hero, uh, in the, in the, uh, by the name of, uh, uh, Zach Robinson. He, he is the officer you're going to see in the body worn camera. I think, I think the whole thing is Zach Robinson's body worn camera. Uh, it is definitely time to put a serious face on. Zach Robinson is a hero because w- what the allegation is, this happened in back in July. July and, 14th, uh, actually. July 14th, this guy, is uh, his name is Mohammed Bakarat. He's 37 years old. He was a Syrian national. He he came to this country, I think, in 2012. He, he was seeking asylum as of 2019. Or he was, I'm sorry, he was naturalized as of 2019. He had some very... Uh, scary uh, internet searches on his computer, which we'll talk about in a second. But he um, not only opened fire on these officers who were investigating a separate car crash, two FTOs, two recruits out there. He opened fire on them, intending to murder them, obviously, because he murdered one of them and nearly murdered the other two that he hit. And there was a citizen standing right there. These people, these officers were doing nothing but investigating a completely separate car crash. It had nothing to do with nothing. And he pulled into the parking lot and decided to take this action. Come to find out he had 1,800 rounds of ammunition, a bunch of propane tanks, and a bunch of gas cans in the back of his car because there was this was the second day of the Fargo Spring Festival. And he had previously Googled events where a lot of people are going to be or something to that effect. So what you're about to see is very, very intense. I can tell you when I watched it just to kind of refresh right before the show, um, it triggered some things in me. I'll I'll be real honest, but 
Uh, also, I want you to know that uh, this guy did an amazing job. Andrew Dotis was one of the officers that was shot. He was seriously injured. And Tyler Hawes was a recruit. He was seriously injured. But one of our brothers, Officer Zach Robinson, was shot and killed. He, I, I'm sorry, Jake Wallen. Officer Jake Wallen was shot and killed in this. He was a recruit. So he, he was one of the two recruits that were out there. Uh, Officer Zach Robinson was, you know, one of the FTOs, presumably, and he's he's the one that that took the terrorist out. So let's take a um, look at. Oh, go ahead. Before we play the tape, uh, today's show is brought to you by GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good, it's scary. Mental wellness starts with a good night's sleep, and that's why we're proud to partner with GhostBed. Coming up in the fourth quarter, guys, Christmas is coming soon. Give the gift that's going to keep on giving and giving and giving. So start saving up now. So that you can get your significant other, that law, that first responder, that law enforcement officer in your uh, in your family, the perfect gift that he's never going to see coming or she's never going to see coming. And that is the gift of a perfect night's sleep. Ghostbed has the cooling sheets, the cooling technology. It has the the foam. Oh, I love the foam. The, the pillows are the best. The adjustable base, 0% down, 0% financing. And that's if you have uh, Georgia State Trooper credit. So <clears throat> shout out to the Georgia State Troopers who have done an amazing job in the last couple of months, uh, doing a great job for recruiting as well because uh, that picture that went viral uh, is just an incredible picture. But we should send him a ghost pet pillow. Uh, but right now you can get 40% off across the board, uh, 35% off of their bundles and uh, all the other things at ghost, uh, ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Uh, head over there right now, man. Those killing sheets, if you get hot at night, your hot sleeper and those cooling sheets, the cooling technology that is in these beds are phenomenal. Get you a ghost bed, baby. You deserve it. If you're having problems at work, start with a ghost bed. You having problems not being able to sleep, having those nightmares, try a ghost bed. Try a ghost bed. When you're comfortable, when you're when you're uh, when you're in that zone, it's a lot easier to fall asleep. So before you start doing all the monies on the therapies and the medications and everything, just try. Just try. Make sure that you have a bed that is decent enough to get you the sleep that you deserve. Also, factormeals.com. While your squad mates are in the squad room eating like peasants, you can eat like a king at factormeals.com. These are meals delivered to your door, fresh, never frozen. And uh, you can pick from hundreds of menu items. You can plan out your own. Meal planning has never been easier because you can literally like do calorie conscious, protein heavy, uh, these are meals are just, and the packaging is dope, right? Is that not the best packaging ever drew? It is dope. Like when you get the packaging, the factor meals, like you feel, you feel classy, you feel rich. Um, and when you pat these in the microwave, they smell great, man. They've got the ranch bacon chicken, which is my favorite. The salmon is incredible. Um, all of it. And it's literally delivered to your door meal plan. You can get three a week, seven a week. Uh, however many meals that you need for the week on the go, they're going to deliver it to you in a nice little box. It's got these like refrigerated uh, dry ice things inside of them pull it out there's some beautiful coupons for like wine and stuff on the top and like i said they put it together really nice uh hydroman blue says factor meals absolutely fuck they're good and pretty healthy they are delicious a review that i'm reading right now they are and delicious. don't forget the smoothies dude oh, that's that is the, don't sleep on the smoothies Ooh, in factor you can't can't sleep on you can't these actually they're great at hangover right remedy i was like pretty hungover the other day uh, got into some wine with my mother-in-law after the baby was born. Um, and, uh, I, I did two smoothie shakes for breakfast. The strawberry banana ones. And, good for you. Uh, I'll get the rest of the day, bud. I'll get the rest of the day. All right, let's go ahead and play this video. Now, the reason why we chose today's case with the Syrian terrorists is because nobody really heard about this across the country. 
one of the most heroic things to happen in July, and nobody heard about it. it this wasn't on the news in North Carolina. I didn't see it on the news at all. Um, I didn't see it on the social media webs. I didn't see people putting a thin blue line up anywhere. Literally, one of the most heroic actions, saving thousands of lives potentially. No, not thousands, but let's say hundreds of lives, uh, over 100 lives. Um, and nobody gave a fuck. Nobody gave a fuck. And we're going to read the article where it's going to show you about how many people that they saved. This man was on his way to the fair to commit a mass shooting with lots of ammo. And they yeah. stopped him. They stopped him from this. They stopped him. Uh, not before he did a, inflicted a lot of damage. I mean, you're looking at some of these officers. You can see in the middle of the screen, for those of you that are watching and not listening, and by the way, thank you to Police Activity. This is from their YouTube page. I'm a Patreon subscriber of Police Activity. By the way, I support them the best I can. Uh, we also have a Patreon if you uh, care to go to patreon.com slash failure to stop. Uh, so uh, you're looking at uh, two of these officers, one of them who has a traffic vest on, then just beyond him and on the sidewalk, you'll see a, a woman who is kind of like blurred out, redacted. She was involved in the accident. This car in the middle of the road, the silver, or I'm sorry, this gray vehicle in the middle of the road is involved in the accident. Just beyond all of that, though, in the parking lot behind the tree, you'll see like a gold Buick product. Uh, it looks like a Buick anyway. So this is from the uh, the body worn camera of that uh, these officers get enough credit generally because it's you know we we cover big city stuff but um, this is a nice town it's a beautiful town look at that beautiful day beautiful town and you just direct some traffic from a, a car accident with a nice BMW there's the line and Google's truck coming through. You know, put yep. yourself as an officer in this situation, man. Uh, you never know when the shit show is going to start. There's no trailer. There's no lead up. There's no build up. It just gets to it. It just starts. You can see yeah, to your see. point, Eric, I mean, this goes from this goes from like a one or a two because you have to you do have to be on guard when you're standing in traffic. But this goes from one or two to about 100 on a scale of 10, as you're about to see. Uh, so the fire truck is behind the the BMW that's involved in the accident. You can see now the three officers have made their way to the parking lot, uh, and the the uh, innocent civilian is just kind of standing on the side of the road. And the first shots fired. Central, we got shots fired. Central, we got shots fired. I stepped on that. I want to play it again because I want you to hear the succession of the rounds and how quickly it happened. I also want you to notice how quickly Officer Robinson's gun comes out of his holster. Central, we got shots fired. Central, we got shots fired. He returns fire. You can see just in the distance there, the the male at the gold Buick, uh, he, the, the, you know, Officer Robinson is attempting to return fire there. He's using his handgun. It's quite a distance. It's, I, I'd say probably about, what would you say, Eric, 35 yards, 40 yards? Yeah, easy. Uh, and um, he's so, I mean, that's, that's not an easy feat. Just remember when you're uh, out on the range uh, and, you know, complaining that your qualification requires you to, to shoot two or three from 25 yards. Uh, this officer has to think about things like, oh my God, he just shot three people, th three officers. And he's got to worry about what's behind this guy because he's accountable for every bullet that goes down range. Right. 
Central, we got a man with an AK-47. He's shooting at us. We're at the Now, let me tell you this. Um, from my experience being in a, in a gunfight, um, when the rounds are actively being shot, for you to peek up and to shoot as the rounds are shooting is cool. a very difficult thing to do in the heat of the moment, especially when you've already sought cover as this officer has sought cover behind the A pillar. He's grabbed his microphone and he's talking. And then all of a sudden the pops start going off. And as they are going off, he raises his head above the hood of the car and returns fire at the same time. That is not something that is natural. That, that That's not a natural occurrence. That's not something that is programmed where it's like, Oh, somebody's shooting. Let me shoot back at the same time. That is a conscious decision that you make in your brain that says, I've got to get this fire to stop right now. Yeah, time to go and to I've work. got to get go to it and I have to go to work right now. And he drops the radio and he makes a decision. And that is uh that is just that is warrior as warrior gets. I know we love to preach this protector shit. Fucking I love the warrior shit. And and if you don't have the warrior mentality and you have a protector mentality, you're going to wait for those rounds to stop, and then you're going to poke your head up, and then you're going to take rounds. A warrior, so it's, he's, it, it's like that Valhalla mentality. I know that's cheesy, but you really do kind of have to be brainwashed in a certain way to be able to act like this, and, and I think it's magnificent, to be honest with you. Central, shots fired, shots fired. We got three officers down, three officers down. And I mean, it's just a so, massacre of bodies out on the road there. It, yeah, and, and it's very clear that the gravity of the situation has hit. But what's he doing? He's no longer hunkered down. No. He's walking over towards the threat. He's stepping, Stand literally stepping over his partners because he has to. I mean, stop right here. Stop right here. He's covering 35 yards minimum. Yeah. I think this is more like 40 yards, but it could be. we'll go with 35 because I don't want to be an exaggerator. But 35 yards minimum with no cover and no chance of cover between that 35. It's wide open. He's yeah, a pretty thin tree. Out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's literally on top yeah. of the target. And he is stepping over bodies, heading towards somebody with an AK-47. This is called shoot, move, and communicate. And this guy is, is Bob Rossing the fuck out of this painting of horror right now uh, as he approaches this. And I cannot tell you, this guy, this should be... Uh, this should be a propaganda video shown to the entire United States of what policing really looks like, but they're not going to show that to you guys because it makes cops look way too fucking good. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it, let's just play the best. There, there's, there's so many things I could say about this. I think this is where the critics come in, where they say, oh, my God, he shot him 30 times. Did he need to shoot him 30 times? This is why you need to shoot him 30 times. This is why 10 of them, 10 of the rounds might end up in his back also, by the way. Moving! Stop moving! Put your hands up! Hands up! Hands up! Still, hands still up! holding the rifle. Hands up! Six times. Like he's looks up! like he's trying to Seven load times. Yeah, I think he's I think he's got a hold of a handgun and he's trying to rack the round into the handgun. Three officers down. Okay, so if you'll notice, slide back, he's already emptied one magazine. Yeah. We talked about this before as well. The only thing you got to save the entire world right now, this officer, uh, and I'll say his name again, Officer Zach Robinson, 
is that magazine full of bullets that's in your your gun and two that are on your pouch. And he, he just emptied the first one on his pouch. He's got two to go. This is to, this is total control. This is like this is the gravity of the situation and control because if you just start firing at will, you got nothing left. And this guy, if this guy rolls over with his last breath and that AK-47 and that uh, what do they call that binary trigger, uh, you're spent. You're done. Well, so, this guy also doesn't know like what what kind of body armor is this guy wearing? Does he have a vest right. on underneath? Are his rounds effective? Is, are there two you know, more people in the back seat? Are there two more people in the back seat? And and so when he goes to this tactical reload, and I call it tactical reload because he was pied off around that car about six yards from where he's at for our listeners. The mag goes dry, and then he's going to scoot to the right a good five or six yards as he's reloading. So he's he's reloading on the move because he has no cover, no concealment. So shoot, move, shoot, move, and this guy's got it down. I'm guessing this guy's just the training in Fargo has got to be either really great. It looks like it's very good, or at least this guy takes um, pride in, in his training because he's doing everything exactly correct. Yeah. Remember this also. And um, you know, God, God rest the soul of Jake Wallen. And, you know, I, I would hope that if you're a field training officer, you teach or recruit this, like th- this, this is the reason for the repetition. Like it, it, it seems so boring and, and mundane down at the range, doing the same thing over and over again, doing the alpha Bravo drills. We used to call them where, you know, you alpha meaning I'm out of uh, ammunition or I've dropped my magazine. Bravo means I'm ready to get back in the fight. Uh, doing, doing that a hundred thousand times, uh, probably seems boring to you, but it comes in handy in this situation because your brain is going to start playing tricks on you and it just goes straight to that training. It goes straight to muscle memory. And Eric, you've said it a million times. It goes to the lowest level of training that you've had and boom, look what this guy's done. This guy's doing amazing, you know, work considering like we know the rest of the story of what could have happened. Pistol versus an AK forty seven from forty yards away. Uh, I'm not sure how did he hit this guy. How did he drop this guy from forty yards away? Right with rounds coming at him. Great point you make. Great movements. Drop the gun. Drop the gun. Bam, bam. He's still very again. clearly moving. He's he's yeah. fiddling with something in his hand. I can't really see it that well, but he's yeah, fiddling he's, with something in his hand. So it's either a, a handgun or it's the the uh, action of the rifle. But he's he's still in the fight. This this guy is showing that he's still in the fight. He's even sitting up. Now he's trying to roll away from the hail of gunfire. That's not Drop a gun! Drop a gun! Nope, he's trying to sit up and he's trying to point the gun. Wow, unbelievable. He's trying to get into the car. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! There is no sign of surrender here. Zero sign of surrender, right? Jeez, no, not at all. That's unbelievable. Now the cop's moving to a different angle. Right, and and this is, you know, I was- Fully tinted windows, fully tinted windows on this, like, Crown Vic-looking Buick here. Uh, completely blacked out windows. I'm not sure that I don't shoot that window really quick because I don't know what's in there. Uh, I know it could be a baby or a child, but man, thank I don't God know. he didn't. Uh, but but uh, you'll see later. Thank God he didn't. But you're right. That is a Crown Vic. It's not a Buick product at all. It's a Crown Vic. Drop the gun. Or a Mercury, maybe. Yeah, it's those Crown Vic. Oh, 
God, yes, he just put one right in his fucking forehead. Whew. Yeah, now I think that might be a great marquee. So, so now he's standing, he's literally standing over him. It is a mercury. He's standing over him and he's got his gun pointed at him. He's probably what th- a foot away, two feet. Yeah, two feet well, yeah. yeah, maybe two or three. But uh, there, there's also um, another officer approaching. You don't, you might not see it yet. Uh, there he is. Oh, I see him. I see him. So he's he's conscious of the of the crossfire. He's conscious of the fact that this guy is still moving, so the other officer is in danger, and he's holding deadly force coverage while the the other guy. And he's um, moving to is him moving. so that they're not flagging yes. each other. That's brilliant. Oh, the the only one. Look at that. So now, what a fucking Johnny on the spot. Dude. Exactly. He he just like a magnet. He joins at the hip with this this fellow officer who is who is fresh as a daisy. You know. Uh, relatively speaking, and that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. That's that is an incredible. Um, you know, he did everything right, and and again, not to beat the dead horse, but I, I can't imagine. I mean, that that might as well be Gettysburg. Um, you know, uh, Pickett's charge because an AK forty-seven Versher pistol, moving with no cover, no concealment, walking over your dead friends. I mean, this guy was walking at a tactical pace, as they call it. And, um, and and just showed no fear. It was just a heart to win. He knew he was going to win. He had convinced himself in his brain that I'm the alpha here, even though I have my little tiny pistol and I'm going to do work on this guy. And that is just incredible. Um, I, I, I want to go down to kind of what the news article said, because again, the fact that the news didn't play this um, is bizarro land to me. Uh, it's just, you know, because it's such a phenomenal show of heroicism. But here's what the news uh, the news had to say that um, let's see the uh, sorry I, when I when I dropped that knife on my computer it closed everything that I had um, but basically one of the spokespeople came and I, and I wish I could I could pull it back up for you but it said that this was going to be a mass casualty event that he was armed with tannerite and he was heading towards the state fair and that the amount of people that were going to be harmed at that state fair had he been able to make it there there wouldn't have been enough ambulances enough medical personnel and enough law enforcement um in three adjacent counties to pick up the dead that's how much shit was in his uh do we have a picture of how much stuff was in his car uh, i um, had it the I, terrifying I arsenal uh, and it was it was I'll look for it, you know it was a. It looked like what what appears to be like more like a, a sniper type setup on one of his rifles, the uh, shorter barreled AK forty seven that he had on there. Um, you, know, uh, you know, this guy was ready to do work, and then these officers, you know, yeah. they found themselves between him and his and his target. And um, I don't know if this guy panicked and shot the police, or if he just said that this was maybe a better no, opportunity. It, it, uh, the the article the, one of the articles I read led me to believe that um, he, he had been searching you know for like high risk targets or um, high um, tar- uh, uh, places with a lot of people gathering. Right. Uh, he was rerouted on the way to either the fair or the yes. the, the downtown thing. He was rerouted because of that traffic accident. Okay. So he pulled into the parking lot, and that's where this kind of all went down. Like he saw his opportunity. Maybe it was to distract the police to bring, you know, bring police and fire to this scene so he can go to the other scene. Because as Eric mentioned, 
Um, the, Wrigley is the uh, attorney general, North Dakota attorney general, Drew Wrigley. Uh, he said that um, uh, it was quite dramatic when the uh, bomb squad detonated the uh, the propane tanks. They contain something similar to Tannerite, which is a commercial explosive that can be easily detonated with a shot from a high-powered rifle. So, I mean, I, I think it's very easy to imply that that's what would have happened. Or he was anticipating one of the officers shooting the tank in his back seat, and that was going to create a, a huge uh, explosion. Obviously, motive to kill, Wrigley said. I mean, driven by hate, driven by wanting to kill, not particularized to some group that we can uh, discern at the moment, not particularized to one individual that we can see. So uh, he had 1,800 rounds of ammunition, a, a grenade, and enough explosives to obliterate a crowd in what would have been a catastrophic domestic uh, terrorist attack oh a domestic terrorist event huh hmm. yeah, we're not gonna call yeah. this guy a terrorist uh you know if he had a rebel flag uh sticker in the back windshield they would have called him a domestic terrorist all day long and that's the problem with mainstream media and that's why drew and i are here um if you look at the pictures though of the blood on the sidewalks from where the officers were at that is a lot of blood yeah um that is horrific um what a what a sad tale but at the same time what what a example um, of heroicism that the world should see that that's what these officers, you know, yeah, those officers joke and, and officers make bad jokes and, um, and, and make mistakes here and there. But at the end of the day, those are the guys that are going to move 45 yards without cover, without concealment, a pistol versus a, a seven, six, two rifle. And they're, and, and they're going to do work and they're going to get to work and they're going to, they're going to execute it perfectly. And, um, you know, for all those people who are really quick to, to shout out Uvalde, but don't want to talk about this at all. I don't know. Here I you it go. It speaks a lot about, about what your attitude toward the police is. Say yeah. one thing and do another, guys. Um, you're you're kind of, you're no better than, than, than the, you know, all the other cop haters out there. Uh, there's Wallen. a lot of people out there that want that clickbait. Wallen, by the way, the, the officer that was killed, uh, Jake Wallen, was able to get one round off before he was before he died. The other two never saw the attack coming. They, they, they didn't even know it was coming. So they were uh, uh, critically Lester wounded. Lopez wants to know who they were, uh, what happened to the other officers. Um, one died, uh, I, two were injured, right? Yeah. Two were injured. There was a citizen that was injured. Uh, that was part of the, uh, the, the fender bender. Her name is in the article somewhere. I just can't find it right now, but the, the two were critically injured. I don't know what their status is. Again, there was somebody from West Fargo in the chats. Maybe they know, but unfortunately, uh, Jake was uh, killed, and the other officer obviously sustained didn't sustain any damage other than the mental injury he's going to have to endure for the rest of his life. I mean, yeah, um, um, absolutely insane. Um, yeah. And the, the gentleman that was killed was in Iraq and Afghanistan. I believe he was a Marine yeah. Corps veteran. Yes, he was. I, uh, I I don't remember if he was a Marine Corps veteran, but he was definitely in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. I'll take your word for that. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, guys, uh, that that's today's uh, breakdown. Uh, if you are in the chats, we really appreciate you guys. That's cool, dude. Cupcakes and cameos. Uh, last known president. Um, all the all the folks in there today. Just Rhonda and uh, I mean, there's just there's too many in there. Wesley, Hydroman Blue, Wayne. Thank you guys all so much. Um, Sunday, we've we've got a, a really big release of the new show, the Conspiracy Theory Show. We're gonna need all hands on deck for reviews and ratings. Um, if you have not already, head over to the Anti-Hero Podcast. Listen to this show. Give it a listen. We want to get them on the charts by October as well. We want everybody under the Filter Stop umbrella. 
the network that we have created. We want everybody on the iTunes charts. We want to dominate in the first responder field. We want to be number one for first responders, which is going to give us money to get even better first responder hosts on here. Um, but that's that's kind of the long-term goal is to get a channel full of just bangers to come on here and, and really produce something that's entertaining and informative to law enforcement officers all over the country. It allows us to do meetups, training courses, the whole nine yards. Uh, right now we are training on the iTunes charts. That's all because of you guys. It's all because of those ratings and reviews and and we could not be more thankful man you guys are the yeah, the wolfpack is the best man so uh, follow uh conservative anthony please go and follow anti-hero podcast and get ready for the new show dropping on sunday and leave us a five-star rating and review as well right here on fair if you have not done so subscribe to the youtube Felder stop youtube and uh yeah if you want to follow us on instagram facebook tiktokies we're, we're all over the place we're getting good Wow, you're getting good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just uh, just to end it, God bless. Uh, God bless you, Jake Wallen. Yeah. Thank you for your service on all accounts.